Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday with Tamika. I am so excited to be here with you guys once again, my homegirls and my homeboys just talking life, you know, let's us just getting down to the nitty gritty and talking about some real and raw conversations. Uh, so today on today's episode, we are going to be talking about blended families. As most of you know, I now have a blended family and my family consists of me, my husband, and together, y'all, we got eight kids. So my my, my life is kind of wild, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice that takes place. There's a lot of uh, planning that takes place in order for us to just truly um, parent effectively. But today I'm, I'm about to pull back the banana. We about to get to the real, the raw of blended families. You know, I think people see our pictures online. They see things and they, they think that everything is everything. And, and also we're going to have a little fun with today's um, episode. So I'm going to kind of tell you guys about all the characters because with that many people in a family, there are characters, right? And it it gets crazy. It's it's always there's always action going on in our family. But before we get going with all of that, I want to share a quote that really resonated with me. And it says, "Our last names may not match, but our hearts certainly do." And that, you know, that just really touched my heart because to me, it it really is kind of the sentiment of our family, you know, the culture of our family. So I have three kids, my husband has five, and even down to our wedding, the the concept of our wedding or the theme of our wedding was the perfect blend because we just felt like from day one we blended well together, but it didn't take it didn't just happen overnight, of course. Me and my husband were very intentional and be, as we were dating, we took, we not only dated, but we dated our kids. Like our kids came along because we wanted to make sure that it all worked, that it all blended together. And, you know, just by God's grace and mercy, it all worked out. So blended families, you know, gosh, this is, this is a heavy topic. But we're going to make it a little light today. So I, I want to start by kind of telling you guys some of the key players in my family. So there's me. You guys all know me. Tamika, Michelle. I make everything a, a freaking um, motivational quote. I make everything a lifetime story. I make it. And my kids hate it. You know, they can't come home and tell me nothing without me teaching them the life lesson behind it. And that's just who I am. You know, I try to to not be that, but that's who I am. So they come home and tell me that Susie didn't want to play with them on the playground and I'm about to get, I'm about to go in and all you need is yourself and you are, you are a winner all by yourself. And they be like, bro, like, 
can I just be sad today? <laughs> like, nah, like this is, this is how we do. We grind around here and we, you know, so, so that's me. And then you got my husband that is the king of our castle. And he, he's amazing because my husband, Paul, he's actually more, you know, here's a little secret, a little insight on our family. He's actually more of the nurturer. So he's the one, the kids fall down, the kids get hurt. He wipes them up. He hugs them. He, you know, he, he cleans up boo-boos me. I'm like, get up. That hurt. That means something like, come on. It, it didn't kill you, right? What don't kill you, make you stronger. He like, Tamika, like Jill, like they only seven, you know, they only, so he's the nurturer. He's the better cook out of the two there, babe. I said it, you know, he's an amazing cook. He is extremely hard worker. Uh, funny thing about him is he falls asleep anywhere. So this bro, like we could be sitting up having a deep conversation. I look over at this I almost said the N-word. This man is asleep. And I'm like, really? Like, you know, we we joke because he'll fall asleep in church. Sorry, Pastor. He just do. Like, he, he falls asleep anywhere. And that just, you know, because he's such a hard worker. Like, he puts his all into his work, into his family, into his kids. So when it's time for him to rest, he's out and he don't care where it's at. He's out, you know, and, and he, he loves and he loves hard and he is a giver. You know, I've seen literally, literally seen him take off his shoes and give it to homeless people. Like that, that's one of the, the reasons why I fell in love with him because I have that same exact quality. So that's, that's the king of our castle. That's Paul. And then we going, you know, we're going to go down to Mr. Elijah. So Elijah's the oldest son. And this guy is like the bit, you know, he, you guys keep him in your prayers. He's off in boot camp right now. He's, he's out there grinding. He actually enlisted into the army. So he's going into the army. So, you know, we army strong now we're an army family and he, you know, he is, <clears throat> you look at Elijah, literally this kid like lights up a room. He, you know, his smile, his presence, everything about him. But boy, if you, if you talk to him before 2 PM, he's hot. Like this dude, I don't know what he'd be doing at night. And I honestly don't want to know what he'd be doing at night because this boy, he, you try to talk to him before 2 PM. He's angry. He's mad. But then once he, after 2 PM, he's like sunshine. He, and I'm like, bro, it's almost new. You know, it's almost dawn now. Like it's time for the sun to go down. But he, before or after 2 PM, he's sunshine. He's a great big brother. He's the coolest kid in the, I mean, this kid, his swag, his style, you know, he looked just like his mama, AKA me. So he's, he's beautiful. He's a beautiful human being. Anything he touch, he, he just does well at, you know, we, we started, uh, me and his, his biological father, we put, you know, football, basketball, uh, baseball, every, anything, any sport in his hand. And he just excelled. He's a natural talent. He's an amazing, amazing soul. And then you have Moses. Oh, if anybody know Mo D, oh my God. So this boy going to tell you like it is. Quick story about Moses. When he was younger, I would ask him like about my outfits. Like, Moses, is this nice? And he'd be like, no. I'm like, what? Like, nah, that don't look good. Your eye makeup, whatever that stuff on your face, that doesn't look good either. And I'd be like, bro. like, And he, he has been like that since he was a very, very little boy. But when I tell you I have never... Ever in my life 
met somebody that is loyal. When he's down for you, Moses is down for you. He's been in situations where, you know, he's thought people have uh, trying to hurt me or trying to hurt one of his siblings. And he's the, he's, you know, he's the little man uh, because he, you know, you guys know his story or maybe on another podcast, I'll kind of tell you the story of his life. So he's, he's little, you know, but he got heart of like a lion, man. Moses is a champion and he's down for you. He's down. He, he's going to be honest to the uh, fault. He's, um, you know, he, he always comes in here and bugs me like, or, you know, he's, he's really trying to make me laugh. He has just this incredible amount of empathy so he can feel what other people's feel. He'll never tell you, he'll be like, bro, suck it up, suck it up. And then he'll probably go in the back room and cry. But that, you know, that's, that's our Moses. <clears throat> and then we got Miss Aisa. She is one day that smart mouth of hers is going to pay off because, bro, let me tell you, this girl will argue with you for everything. And that was new for me. You know, she she's one of my bonus daughters, one of my bone. And it was new because for my kids, what I say, that's it. You don't question, you don't. But she has really stretched me in a way that, you know, I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful for because she, I, whenever I come to her for something, you know, come at her with something, I have to have the facts. I have to have the why, what, when, and how, you know, and she will argue you out. She, oh, she's a 16-year-old girl, so that'll tell you about her attitude, but Issa, we were talking the other night and I'm like, you know, if I, when I get old, if I ever need, you know, anybody, I know she's going to be the one that's going to take care of it. And she's going to make sure ain't nobody going to take advantage of us. She's going to make sure like our I's are dots, our T's are crossed. Like she, she's on it. She's amazing. She has such a heart and, um, I'm going to try not to get emotional because we having fun this podcast, but the amazing thing about her and me is the, the blend and the connection that we've created. Um, crazy things have happened. Like, you know, I'll have a dream and she'll have like a very similar dream and we'll wake up and we'll be able to kind of express that. And, and God, she has so many amazing spiritual gifts. And I believe that, you know, she got put her in my life because I have some of those same spiritual gifts and I'm able to kind of mentor her and help her. And, and, and she's going to be a powerhouse. Like she, she already is. Once she knock off that little attitude, no, just kidding. Issa, love you. But she, she's uh, amazing. <clears throat> and then next down the line, we got Amaya. If you guys have been following me for any amount of time, you would know that Amaya is literally my shadow. She's one of my best friends in the whole entire world. She is like, I don't know how anybody could be mad at her or mean to her because she's like, I'm like, bro, are you? Jesus's little baby sister like what's going on because she is the kindest person like that ever walked this planet I have never met anybody like her she's just she's just nice like like just nice she's just so so nice so nice so kind but like I don't know where she be at sometimes in her head because literally the house could be burning down and Amaya would be like it's okay. Like, I'm like, no, like, let's go. And she will, she's just like in her head, like all the time. And, you know, just, uh, why is everybody mad? Like we could be just mad. Why? You know, cause she sees no evil, sees no bad. And you know, that's a great thing, but that's something, you know, I hope I'm hoping one day she's gonna be able to see the other side. 
And then we got Naya. Oh my gosh, Naya. This girl is a beast. Actually, I told her um, today I, when I was dropping her off for basketball practice, because she she's definitely going to be like the next Lisa Leslie or, you know, she's just a baller. She's aggressive. She plays on the all boys team. And I, I just told her like, Naya, I like you. And she was like, I like you too. You know, because let's keep it 100 as parents. Some of our kids, we love them because they ours and we love them. But there's some you like, bro, I don't like you. Like, you're not a nice person. But Naya, I like her. Like, I like her. She is, she just has like this personality that's out of this world. Like, she's so easygoing. She just, she's, she's the one kid that goes with the current. And then her and Amaya, they're so close in age. So they're 13. Well, they're both actually 13 right now. Amaya turns 14 in a couple of weeks. And Naya, like, so together they just compliment and they're right in the middle and they just make things so, so good, you know, for our family. All the kids are amazing, but Naya just goes with the, with the flow. Like, I don't even know anything like funny to say about her because she's just so easygoing. She's so like, you know, she just, uh, she, she, she's our glue to keep it 100. Like Naya's the glue. And, and if Naya's off, I, I know, I, I know she, and I ain't even going to go there, but when Naya's off, it kind of throws off the, you know, the structure of the family. And then we got Nevaeh. Nevaeh is a diva, like a diva if you ever knew one. She is smart and talented and she has, um, uh, she can sing and she can dance and she just uh, recently started running track and she's a natural athlete, but boy, like, I don't know if you guys ever seen that meme when it said, uh, your daughters be trying you. They don't realize like you will knock them out. Like that's what we're not with, with Nevaeh because she snaps, man. And she'll get like this little attitude and, you know, one of like the most expensive stuff. I'll tell the kids, okay, let's go grab something to drink. And she grabs a naked and I'm like, bro, that's like $29. Like, no, I'll put that back. Like you're not getting that. And then she, you know, be having an attitude. And I'm like, everybody else got nine nine cent drink, but you want the $29 drink, you know? And then she just, so she going to have to make a lot of money marry a rich man because a Nevea is like high class, high quality, but she is so amazing. She has the sweetest spirit. Like her hugs are the best hugs I've ever had. Her love is real. It's genuine. You know, she feels so deeply. She, she's just an amazing, amazing human being. And then to wrap this all up, oh, let me breathe a minute. <laughs> Yes, to wrap all this up, we got Junior. We got Paul Junior. Now, him and Issa, him, Issa, and probably Elijah, the three of them have taught me the most about just being a human being and just, uh, just life. Um, and Junior, he he's tough. He's tough. Like man, this this kid, he's a uh, little Ray Ray. He's you know he's on that football field. <laughs> This boy can can knock out like 12-year-olds because I mean that's where his body mask is. He's a big boy. He's he a big boy. He got a that big body, you know, that's junior. But he, oh man, he's he's loving. He's handsome. Like every time we go somewhere, they're like, gosh, he's so handsome. He's handsome. He's charismatic. Like he's all those great things. He 
like Issa, you know, anytime I tell him something is, but why, but why, you know, so he challenges me. Um, but he, he's, he's absolutely an amazing like book in, you know, we have Elijah at the top and we have junior at the end and, and they're just great bookends to our family. And I, I just love everything about every one of these kids that we have. And like I read the quote, our last names don't match, but our hearts certainly do. Because at the end of the day, we we go to bat for one another. We love one another. We, you know, we none of us go to bed without hugs, kisses, good night, you know, no matter how mad we may get with one another throughout the day. Um, we start our day with love and we end our day with love. And that's what truly, you know, with, with God throughout the day, God throughout the day is what truly makes our family the perfect blend. And this, this blended family life, I, I could tell you what, it ain't for punks because there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, both of obviously our children have, oh, and before, let me not neglect, <clears throat> Um, so you guys may have been counting and you counted seven. So that means that there's another child and that's Armia. And I have not had the opportunity to really get to know Mia. So if she's listening, if you know, I, I, I love her and I, I definitely pray that we get that opportunity to build that relationship because I know she, she going to be a character too. And, and you know, it's going to just add to this spicy mix of our family. So um, you know, our, our children, they have these amazing parents as well. You know, they have me and their father, Paul, and, you know, me and then my children's father. We co-parent like champs. Like, it's it's just so great. Um, we just had a party, a going away party for Elijah, and their dad was there, their dad's side of the family. And, and you know, that's what it's all about. Like, despite what we went through, uh, at one of the episodes, I talked about loving as if you've never been hurt. And that even includes your exes. That includes people that you're no longer in relationship with. Because guess what? You know, I grew up in the day where my parents said, because I said so and do what I tell you and, and you're going to do what I uh, tell you, uh, do what I say, not what I do. But that doesn't work for this generation of kids. They do what we do. They model everything that we do. So me and my ex-husband, me and my children's father, we made it a point to you know, love each other to, to, despite us not being together, you know, there's no more romantic love, but our children are 50% of both of us. So we have to show love and respect for each other in order for our children to grow up happy because the blended family is just not me and Paul, not just me, Paul and our kids. It, it's everybody, you know, it's the whole village that's involved. So it's their other parents. It's our siblings. It's our parents. It's all these people that make up this blended family. And I think sometimes we forget that it's all these ingredients. You know, when you bake in a cake, you don't just say, well, you know what, bro, today I want to leave. I don't want the eggs. You know, if you don't want the eggs, you got to substitute something, you know, for all of those vegans out there, you might say, well, you could, you could make a cake without eggs, but you have to use a substitute. You have to add something in order for that cake to rise. You know, you can't bake a cake and say, well, I ain't putting no baking powder in it. I'm not, no, you need all the ingredients to make the cake rise, to make the cake work. And here's the thing about it. Sometimes the reason why cakes don't come out to be as great as they can be is because we add all the ingredients, we put everything in it, but then as soon as it comes out the oven, we put the frosting right on it and it just messes up. 
You have to be patient. You have to be willing to say, okay, I got all the ingredients. I'm taking the cake out, but I got to wait that 5, 10, 15 minutes to put this frosting on for everything to sit right, for everything to blend right. And that's truly what, you know, we're not perfect. We're learning, we're growing each and every day. But in order to make blended families work, you have to follow all the steps. You have to be patient. You have to be willing to do the work. You know, we have some funny stories of us together. We have some challenging stories, you know, of of me learning how to parent, Paul learning how to parent. But in it all, we've learned that our children matter, that their parents matter, their other parents matter, that all the people that are involved, they matter. So I, I just want to encourage, you know, this this episode took a slight turn and, and it was fun. You know, it's fun. It's always fun for me to talk about my family because at the end of the day, you know, I did a, a post a while on my um, Instagram and I said, um, you know, I do this not for me, you know, but I do it for my Gigi grandma that had this crazy anointing. I do it for my grandparents that were devoted and that served people that probably didn't deserve it. I do it for my dad that taught me how to grind. You know, I do it for my granny that would take take the shirt off her back for anybody. And then most importantly, I do it for my kids. You know, I do all of this for my kids. So I think that it was imperative for me to give you guys a little insight to my family. And, and it's sacrifice, you guys, like to have, I, we have all these children under one roof. So there's, you know, they're all heavily involved. We got two playing basketball right now, two running track, one doing stunt. Moses just entered electrician school. I have all this going on. And yet I, I make a sacrifice to still take care of me, you know, and to still do this podcast. Because what I know for sure is that if I don't work, if I don't have self-care, if I'm not doing my heart's desire, my kids are not going to be able to realize that they can do their heart's desire and that they can reach their goals. So yes, sometimes I do it while I'm tired. You know, I record and I, I think of content and I, you know, do these things while I'm tired. Yes, everything's not always perfect. It's not always on schedule. Yes, I have to move things around to make sure that I'm present for their events and things like that. But guess what? At the end of the day, one thing that I truly true that that's really important for me is I don't want my kids to spend their adult life recovering from their childhood. So I'm doing things today so they don't have to do that. And a lot of times in blended families, you hear these horror stories of children feeling unloved and feeling unprotected and feeling unwanted. And so if I have to move things around, if I have to take off of work, if I have to, you know, any of those things that I may have to do, I'm willing to do it in order for my kids to look up and say, Tamika was there, mama was there, Paul was there, you know, so these are the things that we do um, in a blended family to make it successful. It's not always easy. Things don't always uh, go as planned, but this is what I know, you know, in life we always talk about, I'm looking for balance. I want a balance, balanced life. I want a balanced life. In my journey in life, 
What I've learned is we might not have balance, but we can have harmony. Things can work together. Things can be like a a well-oiled machine. And there's always going to be something that's out of balance, perhaps, but it doesn't have to feel that way. It doesn't have to feel like you're losing something in order to have something else. You can have harmony in the struggle. You can have harmony in the disc. You you absolutely can. If you don't believe me, email me at TuesdayWithTamika at gmail.com and we could talk more about this. We could definitely talk more about this. So that, you know, that's the word for today about our blended families. I hope you guys just enjoyed the little bit of insight into my family, into, you know, who we are, what, what makes me, because these are, these are the things that, that make me, these are the things that make me, you know, in my daddy's voice grind, you know, these are the things that uh, make me get up early and stay up late, you know, are those boogers that, you know, those seven, those seven eyes that I have looking back at those seven set of eyes that I have looking back at me. Um, they're amazing. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're so they're, they're headaches at times, but I wouldn't change my life for the world. You know, there, there's so much more, there's so many layers to this story, but you know, for the sake of, I, I believe you don't have public conversations that you haven't had privately. So because there, you know, there's, there's, you know, you guys may be listening, like hoping that I'm going to talk about, you know, their mother, different things, but because I haven't had the opportunity to have those conversations privately, I refuse to have them publicly because I live a life of integrity. So we're, you know, we're going to honor their mother because she, she's an amazing person and she birthed these five amazing children and, what they will know, what my bonus babies will know is that I honored their mother and that's going to be my legacy. You know, I honored their mother. Um, and you know, we're going to keep it pushing from there. So in today's, uh, advice column, we actually have someone that wrote in how fitting, right? And their question is, should your ex meet your new boyfriend, girlfriend, bae? honey, whatever, before you introduce them to the kids. Whew, honey, let me tell you. So I could give you my opinion and I say, no, they're an ex for a reason, you know, and, and, and your ex should have enough confidence in you to know that you're not going to bring nobody crazy around their kids. You're not going to bring anybody, you know, that relationship is severed. And I think that this is why blended families and this is why co-parenting doesn't work is because we're still trying to operate in the space that we did when we were married. You can't do that. You're not married to that person no more. You don't owe them anything. So you don't owe them. They don't have the right to know what's going on in your, you know, to a certain extent because you guys have kids together, but you don't, you, you ain't got to bring your new bae around them. You know, you, you don't have to do that. So I don't think that you should be subject to be underneath that microscope. You know, you should let them know. You should definitely vet that person before they, you introduce them to your kids. Like don't, you know, don't be bringing every, Tom, Dick, and Harry, or every Sally Mae and, and Jan around your kids. Like, don't do that. Definitely don't do that. But don't don't feel like you have a um, obligation to your ex. Like, no, because mm, 
The Bible says you can't put new wine in old wineskins. So the reason why some of our relationships ain't working, the reason why some, you know, um, new, we ain't being able to move forward in, in new relationships is because we still got residue in that old one. That old one, you still lingering. You still got some connection, some, some soul ties, if you will. You still got too much commitment to that person. So then you, so that, that's a commitment when you say, I need to, you know, meet that person before they meet my kids. Like, no, your ex should already have enough confidence that you're not going to bring somebody around you guys' kids that's going to harm them. So for me, it's a big fat no. No, 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 no. Is that how you say no in every language? No, no, you don't need to bring, you. your ex doesn't need to. You know, um, you guys may have some, Here's the thing, because I don't want nobody breaking the law. You guys may have some written stuff in your court documents. So if there's something written in custody paperwork or thing, you know, abide by that. Always abide by whatever you guys have agreed upon. And if it's written and certified and all that stuff, then you need to make sure that you're following that court order. But if that's not in the court order, and I don't know any judge that would make that a part of a court order, but if it, you know, if there are things like that in the court order, of, of course, follow that. But otherwise, no. All right. So moving on to our community spotlight. It's us, the community. Man. So we have a community spotlight. Her name is Keisha M. Online, she goes by Abundantly Authentic. She is a confidence coach for girls. And my girl just printed, just uh, wrote a new book, The Blueprint for Self-Esteem. And this is a book for young girls just to elevate their, their uh, self-esteem. And I'm so proud of her. She is doing amazing things. She's doing kingdom business. She, you know, she has found her sweet spot. She's a single mother and she is rocking it. She is rocking it. So Keisha, shout out to you. I'm going to leave all her information in the show notes so you're able to find her. I'm going to tag all her information so you're able to get in contact with you. Keisha, I see you, girl. I see you working. I see you doing it. And I am super, super proud of you. Again, that's Keisha M at um, Abundantly Authentic. She is a confidence coach for girls. So there may be somebody out there looking like, gosh, I got to get, I believe she works with girls 10 to 18. You may be wondering like, gosh, my daughter's not talking. I need to you know, get her involved in somebody. Keisha's the person that you want to get in contact with her. All right, folks. So we're going to just wrap it up. I'm going to read that quote one more time about blended families. It says, "Last name, our, the last names don't match, but our hearts certainly do. I just want to leave you with this. You know, we have so many stereotypical families that we believe we have to fit in, you know, that we believe that we have to have. We we believe that our family has to look like the white picket finch, the two and a half kids, which I never understood that. Why do they say two and a half kids? But, you know, the two kids, the dog with the fence, the mom and the dad. And unfortunately, because of life situations, it does not always look like that. If you are divorced and remarried, I want you to remove all guilt, all shame that tries to attach itself to you. You can still have a beautiful God-centered family just because it doesn't look like the way you may have 
thought it should be. Sometimes we have to let go of those fantasies of those dreams that we once had in order to live a full and happy life. You can have a happy life with a blended family. I mean, trust us with our crazy bunch of people, me giving my motivational speech, Paul loving on them, Moses making us all feel bad, Issa giving us all attitudes, Amaya living in her la-la land, Naya balling us all up, Nevaeh crying, and Judah Junior eating up everything, right? We are so happy. We are happy, happy, happy. And if we did not let down our walls and give love a try, and it's not just what only what me and Paul had to do, the kids had to do it as well, but they would not be able to do it if me and Paul didn't first model it. So we have to be the, the Gandhi said it best. We have to be the change that we want to see in the world. But some of us are so busy trying to change the world and we're not willing to change ourselves. So that change starts with us. Let down your walls, let love in, and live that happy life that you dream about. All right, y'all, that's it for me. Love you, miss you, bye.